everyone, and welcome back to the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Frank, here with my buddy, AJ. How are you? I'm doing so good, man. How are you? Doing great. Um, so we have seen the WandaVision series finale dee, titled dee, dee. The Series Finale. <laughs> 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 A little on the nose there, don't you think, guys? Um, but uh, so we've seen it. And if you've been following along um, with us and, and have checked out all, our, all of our episodes, um, hopefully you've watched all of WandaVision and... If not, you're going to be spoiled now because there's no real <laughs> nothing really to say. I think we both could say that we liked it. Um, yes. And the, the ride has been very enjoyable, um, but not without it's some, uh, some of its questions and um, maybe our expectations being a little too high in some areas. But that, that's not their fault. I think they, they told the story they wanted to tell. I agree with you. I think that there's a big difference in being angry that the big bad wasn't Mephisto and, you know, seeing, you know, the sum of all of the parts of this, this series, you know what I mean? And for their first, the first Marvel TV show, I think this is a huge success. I think they captivated the entire, you know, world with a discussion about trauma and mental illness. (laughs) And it like took a small story, you know, and, you know, even though it seemed at times to be scaling up, you know, kept it within the parameters of, you know, somebody's struggle and, and kind of a second origin in a way. Definitely so, a second origin. Um, that's a really good way of putting it. And, and, and it feels like that, especially by the end, because she, you know, we, we get like almost a new character out of it. Like she's, she's grown so much. Um, totally. And this is, you know, it's interesting that, um, you know, Marvel has like these three like top tier like god level like female characters, right? You have Dark Phoenix, you have Scarlet Witch, you have Captain Marvel. They're all kind of different, but they're all kind of the same. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, it's all it's it's all it's interesting, and I think that you know of all of the three of them that have been ever shown to have like the you know the greatest arc, like there's no doubt about it. It's got to be Wanda and Scarlet Witch, like to see this full formation of a character realized over the course of six years and, uh, you know, uh, so many films and memorable moments, it's, you know, to build to this, to do this arc, to really take this kind of a a big leap is, is a big success for them. Big success. And it means a lot going forward. Um, while, while there's no like, Wanda Maximoff Scarlet Witch movie on the slate. Um, I'm sure that there will be one to come after Strange Two. There, I'm sure that stands for this show are going to be down, and they will want to see more of her. And she definitely delivered, man. She was like her performance in the show. It grew on me. I think you know the comedy chops. You know, (laughs) came and went just like her accent. But I also (laughs) think for the dramatic stuff, she's really fucking good. She is really good. Um, and, and they can lean on her and, and whether, whether there's a solo movie or not, I mean, she got her own show that that's, that's saying something, but we know she's going to be a a huge player in, in the MCU going forward. Um, whether we know she's in Dr. Strange too, where she pops up after that, we don't know, but, um, if there's ever another like Avengers level threat, we, uh, or another Avengers movie, I think we should assume she'll be there. Um, 
yeah, I think I think I'm sure she will be back for Avengers five. What happens in between now and then, I'm sure is going to be some wild and goofy stuff in phase four. And that that is, I think, what they're trying to establish with this show. Right. <laughs> yeah, this was the start of phase four. Um, and so I think with it, our I, I think what's hard is that like the, the start of phase four also coincided with like the break in between a the pandemic B. Um, you know, when, when the Fox deal closed, <laughs> sure. so, so we're all looking towards that, like, oh, where are the mutants? Where are our fantastic four? And we're looking for all these clues, especially, especially because Wanda in the comic books is a mutant or was a mutant and is yes. so, so tied to that, um, that it seemed like a natural way for them to, to put it in. But we also have to remember that like, they've been planning this for a long time and, while I, I don't doubt that whenever they do plan um, whatever projects they, they're going to do, they're like, well, we could do it this way. But if we also had mutant characters, we could do it this way. I feel like they probably just wanted to play it safe and also play with us. <laughs> and, and definitely. With us. This was definitely the most subversive like Marvel property ever. You know what I mean? Like of all of the things that you go to buy a ticket to go into Marvel for, you know, most of the time they're going to deliver on what you're purchasing the ticket about. You know, you very rarely get a big fake out. Well, and and I don't think while this is a big fake out, but I think that this definitely subverted our expectations of what Marvel can do. Yeah, I think. And we were talking about this before we started. But, you know, the only other example that we could probably go with is Spider-Man Far From Home um, when when we thought it was going to be the multiverse, uh, because it, they really seemed like they were saying that this was also going to be the start of the multiverse. And well, they were putting it in the trailer. So it was a little bit, you know, different. You, you, I take, you know, what Marvel, you know, exposits to us, you know, pretty seriously. So when they are telling us, you know, when Tom Hollins is saying it's the multiverse in the trailer, I'm like, shit, like this is, this is some crazy stuff. And for that, for that movie to be a little bit different, which was, you know, very fun. Um, you know, also the, the, with the the Mandarin, not the Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandarin. Uh, to, you know, like they've played with it. They've played with it before, but it it always, I think it serves the story better. You know what I mean? Like I don't think we would have wanted, or it would be good to like have in the Marvel pantheon, like a really crazy like the Mandarin in the way he's depicted in the comics. Like it just you couldn't really do that today. Well, uh, you right. know, we we know we're getting him, but. They're 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 probably going to change him a lot. Yeah. So I think this I think delivered on being you know very much about you know these two Avenger characters living kind of their own like off world off branched reality. Like they definitely took like super crazy chances. Uh, and I don't know. I think of all of the episodes, I don't know if the finale is my favorite. I think I did like. Um, you know, some of the mid season stuff a little bit better because, or I was enjoying it a little bit more because it was the, the intrigue and, and I really did like the production design and the seventies and the eighties of it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to feel how it's going to be to like stream to binge this later on. Like when we're about to watch Dr. Strange two, like we'll watch this again, you know, For like sure. what's that going to feel like? And will that be, I think, I think it'll probably be even better if you're watching it all back to back. I think so. Um, I think that's what's hard. It, you know, we a lot of these episodes, at least in the early part, are shorter, and they they're very much the sitcom feel. I think that's what's hard 
um, this show kind of dropped that facade a few episodes back. Um, yes. Which is fine, uh, but like it, it may have been more satisfying if there was like um, maybe a more defined like end to that or like an end to the broadcast thing because that that was such a a big draw and such a different thing they were doing and and then like they they just like shifted to MCU ness and I was like this is what's happening now that like all all the drama um, which we wanted and we needed but. Um, Maybe it could have transitioned a little bit better. Um, so, um, where do we go from here? I mean, do you want to just like talk about kind of yeah, what I happens? Yeah, let's just let's just kind of like uh, let's take yeah. So, I think the plot game for this show is that you know it's you know we start you know right at the end of the last episode where Agatha's got the kids, um, and she's about to throw down with. Uh, Scarlet Witch. She calls her Scarlet Witch after she Scar- calls her Scarlet Witch for the first time. Yeah. Um. She sends the kids to the room. Um. You know, hilarity ensues. Uh. We unleash the alternate vision or beta vision, whatever his you know other alternate name you can come up for him has. Uh. He flies in, and then he's gonna also do battle with Wanda Vision, which I think is he's not because. Up until this point, like I think it wasn't clear that he's like totally a figment of this reality, right? Right, like that's something that's like very clear. It's, now. it's very clear now. I mean, I think it was very clear at the end of last week's episode um, when when we see her create him, and and yeah, she even says here that um, he's a, a manifestation of like part, what's left in her of the Mind Stone. That um, was awesome. That was and awesome. that. And that that's very cool, and that makes sense. I'm I'm down with that. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it was it was sad to see uh, the the white vision like hurting her. <laughs> that was, I mean, yeah, that was kind of crazy. That was I guess to be expected, but um, but yeah, then we get the the two visions go go head to head, Agatha and and Wanda going head to head, and then we have um, kind of on the side, um, Monica fighting or struggling with um pietro fake pietro aka ralph aka ralph boner (laughs) because they had to get a boner joke in there i don't know it was so weird so Uh, weird. so yeah it's weird that so he's just not anything he's like an actor you know like he's just like not a he's not a guy he's just a dude that lives in the town that looks like evan peters that looks like um you know the other of Peter Maximoff. Yeah, so it was goofy, but okay, accepted, no big deal. Um, I'm, I was hoping we would find out who the rabbit was. I was hoping the rabbit was somebody. Um, I think it's okay. just like her familiar or her, like her. Yeah, um, her animal. Yeah. Fine. Uh, I liked her. I liked Agatha's like costume. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked her other idea of like, let's go into the town and let's shut people's minds off and let's see how they interact with Wanda. And <laughs> I thought that was actually going to be a really good, uh, like epic battle because then you have a whole bunch of like, you know, we're used to seeing her take apart Ultron bots, but what if these are like sentient Ultron bots that she cares about? <laughs> you oh, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought that would have been a really interesting way to play out the finale. They ultimately didn't really go there. Well, um, and and I think here's why. I, I think as much as they they painted Agatha as the villain, because I do think 
Um, you know, she's definitely the antagonist here at the end. I, I, I don't know how um, evil she is. I think she just lusted for for Wanda's power and wanted um, wanted to wanted the Scarlet Witch ability because like that whatever that is the chaos magic was more attractive. Like, I don't think she was about to go start killing people. Like that's, that's where I feel like she would draw the line. Although I guess she did kill all the witches, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She kills a lot of people. Um, (laughs) But so, but I I think ultimately what they do with the, 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 the town and having them like turn on her and be like, Hey, this is, stop you know toying with us we just want to have our lives back or and like even um i want to say kitty but i don't remember the character's name (laughs) um deborah joe rupp she's like if you're not gonna let us go just kill us already it's like wow these people have been tortured because they relive and experience wanda's trauma and and their dreams and everything like that's got to be some hell of a reality right and you know when you know, at, when Wanda kind of turns her, like, magic on, right? Like, uses her powers again. Like, I was excited to see her, like, go back to the way that she used to operate because it kind of feels like she's... It, her powers, like, changed a lot in this show. You know what I mean? Like, I liked her hand movements that she used to do. I liked the, you know, kind of the way that she would wield her power. And it just feels like she was so, like, epic in this whole thing. So it was, yeah. I was really happy to see her, like, go back to, like, her old way of doing things. Right. When when she plays with Agatha's mind, I was like, yeah, oh, that's I cool. I like that. That was awesome. Um, all right. Let's talk about Vision versus Vision. Uh, I, so we could talk about the larger story, which is that Paul Bettany, a, a while back, had said that he was very excited to work with an actor um, in the finale. Now, we all took this hook, line, and sinker and did not understand um he came out you know two days ago and revealed that no it's actually him after we saw the post-credit scene with you know white vision or alternate vision whatever um yeah uh personally you know this was one of the ones i think hurt a little bit more i kind of trusted paul bettany and i was excited to see somebody come in and play around and i think you know it, it was very smart of them to get ahead of it and to say hey like, don't be looking for this because it's not there. It was a joke on you. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, but I also kind of think, you know, um, I don't, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think that they, they maybe need to hone in on the actors a little bit more, I think. And, and this has always been the case, but like some of the comments that Elizabeth Olsen said earlier on, um, Paul Bettany, like just like the things that they're, or, or maybe they're like, yeah, mess with the audience. Like maybe that they're intentionally doing it, whatever it is, the things that they're saying, like there is no Luke Skywalker reveal that like, there's nothing on that. Level. Right. Um, and, and the actor, I mean, I, I, I actually loved seeing vision on vision. I think that was a really cool thing, but like, I felt like after a while we were expecting that. And, and to also be like, oh, there's going to be some other guest star that's going to be crazy. Like, oh, my God, Magneto's going to show up. Like, obviously, we were a little bit um, out of bounds there. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I I think it's to have it, the vision on vision was not disappointing to me. The, the, the element that no one else showed up is what was disappointing. Oh, OK. Did you did you not like vision fighting vision? I did. I thought that. 
you know, again, like we just watched Man of Steel. So I was kind of excited to see Vision fight Vision in some cool sequences. Yeah. And I think that the 30 second clips that they put in, yes, they were interesting, but it I could have used fair. a little bit more. I could use a little bit more and I think it would have been fun to see them like smashing through some buildings and you know, we've waited for it. We've been waiting for some action. So like let's get that's, some, that's you fair. know. That's fair. I mean, and I, I think I guess... that the the main argument between them to be like a a theoretical argument like that definitely tracks. Oh, and it's fantastic. I love that. The, right? Like the, the that that's Theseus. way okay. Yeah. Um but at that you know, I think me and you had kind of thought maybe it would be that he would join into the new Visions collective consciousness or something like that. Uh, I think maybe they could have used a post credit scene to show where that guy ended up because that, yeah, that was that, one of the things that I was a little bummed about. And because like as we were waiting and watching, it's like okay, what are the post credit scenes going to be? Um, I I would have put money on that it would have shown where Vision or the the White Vision went off to. But I guess that's something that we're just gonna have to wait for. Um, maybe it's a post-credit scene in another show. Totally, and it, it, you know, I also don't know if all of the shows are gonna be as separate as we think that they may have been. You know, mm. um, I, I could imagine a world where they are picking up with what's going on with Wanda at some point in Falcon, where they're like, "Oh, like this is crazy shit going on in New Jersey." Oh, okay, cool. You know, and then they're like off on their, you know, own adventure. And then we see why, you know, maybe why Loki has to start his adventure in the next movie but or in the next or in his show. And we know that he's dealing with the Time Variance Authority, which is further setting up Kang, who is, you know, which we could talk about on some other episode. Yeah, he's going to be in, in Ant-Man 3. Right. So and we know he's kind of that maybe he may be the next big bad. But right. uh you know, <sighs> I don't know. Um, I think unlocking Vision's memories is is a cool touch. Um, you see his eyes yes. change, like we. So we kind of get him back to maybe um, he's like kind of reborn. You know, like kind of like the first scene in Age of Ultron. And so to him go fly off and it, it makes sense. But also like, if this is supposed to be Vision and he's supposed to have his memories, wouldn't he want to go to Wanda? Yeah, you would think that he would want to, you know, participate. <laughs> um, it seemed weird for him to just fly off and then for also nobody to address his flying off. Right. Um, but, okay. Um, let's talk about the kids. Um, so, there, I can't tell you how many YouTube videos I watched where it was like, the future of the MCU is about these kids. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, to to me, I think this was probably one of the bigger fake outs. I thought we were going to be keeping these kids. And their explanation for that was when Monica is like, no, everything that she makes is is real. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, but Monica only understands things so much because, like, I felt like it was pretty obvious when when Vision was trying to leave the the hex that he he couldn't survive outside of it and so like while inside the hex it's real and like they're physical beings they're not just like these ghosts um right so they're real there but when once the hex is gone i i felt like a track that that they would disappear too um but that doesn't mean that they may they're they're going to be they're going to be gone forever but i don't want to well, get ahead I, of I ourselves think that, right and we'll talk we'll talk about that in a second but 
the arc of these kids throughout the show I thought was very satisfying. Yeah. And I think those people who made those videos saying these kids are like the future are very justified. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we're looking at a, at a young Avengers lineup coming very, very soon to the next Avengers movie. Um, and I think, you know, looking at that is an exciting thing to do. It's also going to be very new for us. You know what I mean? We've we've had 20 or so movies with the old school Avengers. Like these guys are going to be a big change. Uh, what is different, I, I think, about them than like a Teen Titans is that the continuity of the characters kind of transfers down over time in a different way. And that, you know, different people inherit the roles and they're they not it's not necessarily that they're Robin or, you know, uh, a cyborg, but they are a you know, they're Hawkeye's daughter. They're Scar Scarlet, Witch's kids, you know, and it it seems like this like family business. And I think that that could be very interesting to see going forward. Yeah. Whether or not we get those two actors back, I don't think so. <laughs> that that is probably not going to be the case, which which is kind of a bummer because I thought they were really great kid actors. Um, they actually they actually were the the twin the ten year old versions were good. The younger versions not so much. No. These kids were pretty good. These kids were good, and they lasted for you know I guess half the show. We also had never seen MCU kids with superpowers. They were the first ones ever, and that's really cool. Like that, yeah. The, you know how many like offshoot superhero movies with kids with powers are, are out there like. And it's like, oh, you know, like, so many. Like, so so many. like there's a new demographic that are getting excited. And I think they can get excited for a, a young Avengers, but they may not be this young. <laughs> no, <laughs> Which, I don't think that they're going to be 10. I think they're going to be a little bit older. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to our next topic, which is like the final battle. So I think they did a good job of spreading the battle out throughout the episode there. There's a case to be made that, you know, it kind of starts and they're fighting and then it fish and then it you there continuously fighting throughout the entire episode, which kind of is, I think they could have stuck a little bit harder too. And I think they will do a better job in like Falcon and winter soldier where similar to like game of Thrones, we spend an entire episode in a battle, which was, I, I hope that they do that, <laughs> you know, because yeah. that I think is a really effective way to do this kind of television. Yeah. You, you keep the stakes high for the entirety of the episode and you know, it ends on, ends on a satisfying note or a cliffhanger or something that gets resolved the next week. Um, which yeah, it, 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 again, we compared to game of Thrones a lot, which has its merits, but, uh, they, they did TV a little bit differently. Um, yeah, I, I love the wizard of Oz little nod. That was funny. Um, uh, yes, that was, yeah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. Very good. Um, but I, I think what was cool about the, the battle, like as much as it was about, uh, you know, these two witches like throwing energy blasts at each other and and, you know, her trying to steal her powers. It was like also kind of a philosophical battle um, in some ways. And I thought that was kind of cool and satisfying. Like it was it's like, Wanda, do you want this? Do you want this life? And you want to save your family like you, you, you can't have both. And so as much as it was like. Yeah, we think you got to think back to the journey that they just went on, right? Like she just walked her through all of her memories and and all this trauma, and this is all like really fresh and and has bubbled up for Wanda. And so, like when when the town turns on her, and she's like having a panic attack and doesn't know what to do. Um, it, it it tracks. It makes a lot of sense, like where she is emotionally right now, and yes. um, 
the, the, the conversations that they, they have, like as much as, um, Agatha is trying to push her to like give up her powers. It, it's also like helping her understand her trauma and, and getting through and, and realizing that, no, I, I do want to be a hero. I don't want to hurt these people and I want to, I need to move forward and I need to let go. Right. And, and, it, and, you know, she, she kind of does that. It's, it's definitely a good story for her, her journey it's definitely a different story than they've ever told before you know it's really a a, a personal choice yeah uh you know where they haven't re- they didn't really do the spider-man 2 losing your powers thing in the mcu yet did they like they didn't even really do that arc so no. for them to kind of do that here but to not really give her the choice of having her powers or losing her powers it's just like do you want to be the ultimate <laughs> you know power in the universe or do you want to, you know, have your family, you know, like that's a very good choice. <laughs> True. But also like having the ultimate power in the universe meant um, like she, ha- if she's going to keep this power, she she's has to have that responsibility uh-huh. um, because she, if she gave it to Agatha, who knows what she would do with it. And, and by taking the power back um, and she can release all the people, um, she she's now now has to learn it and own it and you know maybe she still has a little bit of a dark side um you know that that's gonna be for sure but um she's she's the one that's responsible for it now and um she probably wants to use her powers for good uh, unless we see what happens in the next movie yeah and i think it'll be really cool to um you know get a nice long arc out of a new Marvel character, you know, like it's definitely, I don't know if I could have imagined that this is where they would have taken her so many years ago. Is she going to be the Tony Stark? She, I, you know what? I think there's a good argument to be made that she could be. And then she's going to pop up in a lot of things and she's going to be the lead. She, you know, if the, if the, well, I won't say what I want to say, uh, her fighting, you know, so casting the runes and the hex, um, you know, the big sky battle. I like that it was two chicks like flying around beating the crap out of each other. I I, I dug that. Yeah. Thought the runes were a little a little hokey. <laughs> yeah. But well. good. And you know, and it you know, I also was excited to see her go full god level powers. Like that was That was awesome. Yeah, it was really, really so earned and like shit. Like she's I wonder what they're going to do in the next movie. But then that's what that that here's a big complaint is like, I don't want to be thinking about that at the end of this episode. I wanted to be excited about how awesome WandaVision was. And I think by the way that they ended this and the way that they kind of set this up, this is yes, character development, but you know, is this big plot for the MCU or is this character development for the MCU? Hmm. You know, and, and that's where I think really the resolutions and the goodbyes kind of come into it too, right? So yeah, you get a couple. So we say goodbye to Monica. We say goodbye to Jimmy Woo. We we see Hayward getting taken away in handcuffs. Agatha is doomed to be a nosy neighbor character for eternity so, until she comes up back in Doctor Strange too. So how does that right? <laughs> like how does that work? Because if the hex is gone, she. Are the runes still there? Like, I don't really understand that part of it. Like, how is how is Wanda's magic taking a hold over Agatha 
without the town being under her control? No idea. All right. <laughs> we'll let the nerds figure that one out. Yeah, let's. I, I plead the fifth on that one, but that's fine. I mean, that's a, that's a great way to. She to, does have good mind control powers, so I could true. stand to reason that she could do a real big one on this lady. And I like that that she like it's like if I need to find you, I I know where to to find you, and um, that that it, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Catherine Hahn in the MCU. I definitely do not think so. I'm sure she will be in the next movie. I'm positive of that. Yeah. Um, and you know, saying goodbye to the kids, I thought was very emotional. It was, it's a weird scene to do. It's felt very much like Titanic, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the ship is going down. Just like, go to sleep guys, go to sleep guys. You'll, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I I think they understood though, right? Mm, I hope not. That'd be, that would suck. I don't know. I Um, I guess maybe they didn't. And then, you know, we see, um, you know, kind of the most emotional one is with Vision, and I think it's a very good and fitting ending, and it, I think it was visually really stunning, and, it, you know, also hit a very, you know, real note. You know, you can't have think, you can't have things that aren't real. Think about the way that the arc that this is pitched the way that Wonder Woman 1984 is pitched. Like, it's so Ooh. unfortunate that these two things happen so close to each other. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, it's literally the same concept, of you know willing your dreams into reality that do not work in reality and you can't have that and just how they totally differently manifested that reality and and the thing about their powers too yeah and with the mcu like we've i think we're very used to the movie format you know uh of knowing kind of which movies depending on you know what part of the phase we're in like how much plot Doctor Strange has to carry versus like how much plot like Ant-Man one has to carry. Right. (laughs) Right. Then think of it compared to Thor Ragnarok, how much that plot that has to carry versus Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Like it shifts. Yeah. But I was, you know, I, if this is going to be the major character development and they're going to use these shows to do that kind of stuff with the characters that we've never seen before, I'm glad that we know that now. And I hope that we're able to kind of recalibrate <laughs> as we get into Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, yeah. you know, to, to to watch them week to week and, and be a little bit less off the ground about it, at least personally. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and which isn't to, to take away from the show. Again, like I said on the Man of Steel podcast, which you'll hear after this, um, you know, it, it was or we were talking, we were ta- discussing it. And I don't want to say that it was bad. You know, like I think this whole show did really captivate the world in a way that, you know, Mandalorian didn't in, in that this show mm. is really about a big theme. It's about something. Yeah. And, you know, we have to, you know, that's, even though there's no Mephisto, <laughs> you know, it's still, it's still something. Anything else you want to say about the goodbyes before we move to the post credit yeah, stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that the, like that last thing you were saying that this, this show has a through line and it, it is about, the character where something like the Mandalorian, yeah, he has an arc, but like, it's not really about that. Um, I mean, yeah. one could argue, but yeah, I mean, I love, I love the final, like, it's just unfair how much they give Paul Bettany such good material and such good writing. <laughs> it's like, damn, like the lines that he says, uh, you know, one of my favorites from Ultron, um, uh, a thing is not beautiful because it lasts the one from last week. Um, what is, 
uh, grief, if not love persevering. And then, and this week, you know, I, I really liked his line of like, I used to be, um, a voice without a body and then, uh, you know, some, uh, a body, but not human. And, and now I'm a memory made real. Maybe we'll see what I'll be next. And I, I love it. It's just so beautiful and poetic and like, yeah, we know that there is another vision out there and that one day Wanda will meet him and maybe they'll be able to, to reconnect. But, um, their story isn't over and, and they both know that. And, and it's, I think it's handled really well. And it, it, you know, where at the end of infinity war, um, we have such other and higher stakes that we don't have the moment to like really say goodbye to that, that character or that version of that character. Sure. So this is a nice longer way to do that. Exactly. That, that, that's, that is very poignant. So, um, folks, if you have any other thoughts about WandaVision, please let us know. We're happy to continue to talk about it with you as long as you let us know. We're going to talk about the post-credit scenes now. Um, the first one, the mid-credit scene, um, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Yes. Um, I think we kind of saw where this was coming with Spider-Man, but I think that they are going to lean heavier into it. Yeah. Uh, and it, maybe there's multiple arcs going on simultaneously in Phase 4. We don't even know yet. I, I think that's what they're alluding to. Um but you know, having uh, Monica Rambeau like, and now she's got her her superhero powers. Like, of course, like Nick Fury is like, "Yep, yeah, come up, come on up, space, I need you." <laughs> and so she's contacted by a scroll, yep. who comes down and shapeshifts in front of her and is like, "Hey, we need you for stuff that's going on upstairs." And she's like, "Okay." So now we, we know that there's going to be a secret wars, a secret, show, secret in- invasion. Okay. Yeah. So that is coming soon. So we can also assume, or, or I will personally assume, that Doctor Darcy Lewis will also be returning there as well. Probably. Um, What's so, what, what we don't know is whether that is before Captain Marvel two or not. But it seems like that's the way they're going. I I would imagine that it will be. Yeah. Um. And then let's talk about the final post credit scene, the end credit scene of this show. Which I'm going to go ahead and say looks very much like Sokovia, but it could also be another European Eastern country um, with another personality we know very much about, which could be what's uh, what, where is Dr. Doom from? Latveria. Latve- it could be Latveria. Dun, dun, dun. Maybe. Um, so go ahead, go ahead. You want to describe the scene? Yeah, sure. So uh, we we have this beautiful landscape. It, it's zooming in, um, you know, in the mountains and snow, and it's like a cabin in the woods. She's uh, Wanda seemingly has cut herself off from from everybody else, and she's got this cabin. We see her going to get a cup of tea, um, only for the the camera to pan around a corner, which looks like it is like a, a window to the outside, but then we go and it's actually a room and she's astral projecting herself, reading through the dark hold. Um, and that's presumably like learning new abilities and stuff like that, or searching for something because then we hear the voices of her children, like calling for her help. Yes. Um, Okay, so yeah, I think this is just setting her up as to where she's in for Doctor Strange 2. She's learned to, you know, join the astral plane and that she is now kind of operating on a new level. She's It's said in the episode that she is now more powerful than the Sorceress Supreme and that she will end everything. 
Um, so right. do you think she's the big bad of Doctor Strange? Well, yeah. I mean, the other other line that I think is important that Agatha says is like, you don't know what you've done. Right. Or, right. <laughs> so uh, th- there, there's some sort of consequences that have uh, yet to be seen, I think, from what she did with the hex um, or, or what she's done by becoming the Scarlet Witch. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, she could be she I think if if we're led to believe what they're showing us is to be true, is that she may be now hunting for her kids, which is is more um uh, of a tie into like House of M than um, some of the other parts of the show have been uh, because they at, at the point of House of M, they're just a memory that she remembers. And so if she does something to go get her kids back, uh, then, yeah, maybe she's a threat and because she's un- unleashing, <laughs> you know, hell upon the world or something like that. And that's why maybe Doctor Strange needs to stop her. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to the dynamic of what's going to be going on in that movie. Uh, I'm also very excited that, you know, it seems to be tying in very big with Spider-Man. All of the creatives seem to be working together. Uh, if this is, you know, the opening sauce for that, okay, let's re, you know, configure it in our minds Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, uh, you know, move on to the next thing, man. Very lucky. Very great. It's, it's really amazing content. You it know, really is, and the production value has been solid. It feels like a movie. Um, Catherine Hahn's performance, I think, is excellent. She was so fun. She's one of the best Marvel villains, easily. Yeah, top tier. Like you know, great acting, very convincing. You know, uh, got to play in a lot of different parts. I think you know, and a classic character. And you can see her great. perspective. And she brought a lot of her energy to it as as well. You know what I mean? I, I think that there's a lot of Marvel villains where, you know, the actor or the actress, like, you know, like Kate Blanchett, for example, like gets to play up her, you know, Shakespearean training or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But is she as memorable as this character? I don't know. Like, yeah. and is that, you know, uh, the, the theme song? I don't know, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> uh, play that on loop. <laughs> so I'm excited for the behind the scenes. Uh, Frank and I are going to venture off into the other, <laughs> you know, major comic universe uh, for the next couple of days. And then we'll be right back to <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, no rest so, for the yeah. weary. <laughs> Definitely not. Not this year. Nope. Not this but year. But you know okay. what? It's a great thing to have because, you know, last year we were, we were picking at straws. So um, it, it's great to have some stuff to talk about, new content to talk about. I'm very excited. New con- Indeed. All righty. So, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. This wraps up and concludes our coverage of WandaVision with the season finale. Um Please uh, visit us on our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You can visit us on the socials at LLH Podcast. You can email us, info at longlostheroes.net. And check us out. Leave us a rating and review. Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, all over the, the big ones. Thank you, guys. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye.